This is showdown. <laughs> I could see you were hovering, like, mm, not sure what's going to happen here. I just wanted to see if I started it, who would be the first to, to talk. Oh, it'll always be me. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I was. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I said something. You, I think you were. That's I fair. think you were. All right, let's do the guess. What do you make sure we have all the facts this time? You're still not gonna, <laughs> the facts you want aren't being asked for. So. I am going to ask the wrong question regardless. Exactly. All right. Leaf shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just going. <laughs> I mean, we can always do that too. All right. Um. So today we have a perennial forb. It is four to five foot tall, two to three foot in spread. It is native to most of the eastern U.S. from southern Ontario and Florida west to Iowa, Kansas, and eastern Texas. And its wetland indicator status is facultative. Um, all right. <laughs> Describe the flower. <laughs> All right, you got to ask it smart because yes, I don't yeah. want one of these ferns sneaking in here. Yeah, <laughs> very, very true. Um, so it is a thistle-like flower head made up of small greenish-white florets. Thistle-like, noted. All right, um, green and white, right? Yes. I've I've got nothing here, friend. I've the thistle like is what's throwing me yeah, off. Yeah, it's throwing me off to um bloom time. June to September. All right. You know what would be a good good question? This is just for future. We should ask what the family is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that'll that'll right. really open it up. All right. Although a bunch of them will be asteraceae and then we be confused be, because I don't have a guess. I'm just going to throw out rattlesnake master, Orangium yuccifolium. Yeah, you also know the list that you gave Christiane. I don't know the list. I, um, I don't. This I, is I, not on the list. Oh, it's not on the list. Yeah. Man, that's. Uh, I don't know what else to go. Green and white. I'm going to go with rattlesnake master. Right. You got it. Ooh, you go, <laughs> All right. That's the only plan I could think of with yeah. a thistle-like flower. So. It was a it was a pretty good guess. You're listening to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran, and I'm Tom, and I'm Christiane. And today's plant is Oryngium yuccifolium, which is called Rattlesnake Master. It is also known as Button Snake Root, Yucca Leaf Oringo, 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 and also Bear Grass. Those names are all over the place. Uh, it is a perennial forb that gets four to five foot tall with a two to three foot spread, has a wetland indicator status of facultative, native to most of the eastern U.S., Ontario to Florida, west to Iowa, Kansas, and Texas. It is part of the APACA family. Would that have helped you, Tom? Um, yeah, because I knew it was uh, the carrot family. All right, yeah. Celery, carrot, and parsley family. And it's scattered along the stiff upright stems. Oh, sorry. Scattered along the stiff upright stems are tough blue-green yucca-like leaves. Yeah, so those thistle-like flower heads make up, made up of small greenish uh, white florets mingled with pollen and bracts are very, very interesting. Yes. Um, really, really cool to see. And, yeah, I 
I don't know if I would have described this dislike, but someone did. I guess, I don't know that's what else. Actually, you that's them. what yeah. that's what gave me the guess. Yeah. So it was descriptive enough. It was descriptive that, enough, but I think there's enough difference. Thistle flowers are a little bit softer yeah. to me than these flowers are. I would agree with so, that. So, but uh, eh, it's neither here nor there. Um, the individual greenish white flower clusters uh, into they cluster into unique globular heads on branch ends atop the six foot tall plant. Uh, that bloom time is June to September, and the flowers have a uh, sickly, honey-like scent in in bright sunlight. What does that mean? I don't know. I know I, what honey-like scent is, but a sickly honey-like scent. I'm just... I mean, it's like so much honey. You know Winnie the Pooh when he eats a yeah. lot of honey, and he's like... <laughs> like <laughs> I wonder if that's what they mean. It's I'm, I'm overwhelmingly of honey. Maybe. But I haven't noticed that. Like, yeah. Is it in bright enough sunlight? The plants I'm, that you're noticing. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the globular heads on branch ends atop the six foot plant when the given height range is four to five foot. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where I'm I'm kind of stuck there. <laughs> I'm good at researching. <laughs> so it does. Well, so, no, I, I, no I will say it, you go to different yeah. resources. They all say different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And, and I know on even on our website. Um, It'll have ranges of stuff, and it's like, oh, it grows from like four to fifteen feet, and be like fifteen feet for a shrub. I don't. I want something that's six foot tall. I'm like, yeah. Well, most of the time it's four to six foot tall. Yeah. But I guess the biggest ones they've ever found were like fifteen feet tall. So we got to put that on there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it does have a fall color. Uh, the flower heads turn purplish in the fall and eventually do- uh, dry to a dark brown. It is easily grown in average dry to medium well drained soils in full sun. It does uh, prefer dryish, sandy soils, so, though, and it does have no serious insect or disease problem, which is nice to hear. Uh, it is t- a taprooted plant, which transplants poorly and is best left undisturbed once established. So the self, it self-seeds in optimum growing conditions. The foliage of the plants are unpalatable deer and other herbivores. Moles and voles feed on the crowns. Uh, monarch butterflies, skippers, and other butter- butterflies visit the flower heads for the nectar. Soldier beetles will visit the flower to eat the pollen, and major pollinators include the diversity of bees, wasps, and flies. Uh, the larva of a seed-eating moth, the coleotechnites eringelia. Eringelia? Eringelia? Yeah, that's close. Eringiella? Eringiella burrows through the flower heads eating the seed, and caterpillars of the black swallowtail butterfly will occasionally feed on the leaves, which is... A, one of the things with it being in the the carrot, the what's APAC family, the carrot, celery, parsley family, a lot of your swallowtail butterflies, that's one of their, or that's their host plants or yeah. stuff in the carrot family. So that's interesting. I didn't know that they fed on this. Yeah, that's inter- that is interesting. Uh, wood, wood feed on this. Wood I guess feed on, so. yeah. The rattle, rattlesnake master stem borer is uh, dependent on this plant. Caterpillars burrow in the stems and roots of this plant. The misquakies, mis Misquakies used it in their ceremonial rattlesnake dance and used the root to treat rattlesnake bites. Native Americans would also use the leaves of this plant for weaving purposes like making sandals or baskets. Um, And the sap and roots were also used to treat a wide variety of – is that maladies? Maladies. Maladies and as a diuretic. So it works well as an accent in a border or as a striking specimen plant, um, which I would definitely agree with. In the garden, benefits from competition. Otherwise, um, they may grow very tall, over five foot, and the stems fall off and fall over. 
It mingles well with nodding onion, butterfly weed, purple coneflower, and rough blazing star. The species also uh, combines with grasses like big bluestem, switchgrass, Indian grass, and prairie dropseed. The genus name is a Greek reference to the prickly or spiny nature of plants in this genus. Uh, the specific epithet is in reference to leaves that look like yucca, and a uh, common name is a reference to a former use of this plant as a treatment for rattlesnake bites. Oh, you know, just looking at all the wonderful benefits of this plant and knowing this plant, yeah. I don't know why I've never considered – a lot of people talk very yeah. highly oh, yeah. and how important this plant is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I think some of it is it's it's – been extirpated from the state of new jersey it was traditionally uh a native plant in new jersey but i don't know when the last like documented finding of one was but it's not hasn't been for a long time um but it's very common in the south uh southeast uh and it looks like it'd be common in the southwest but i'm not sure if it's i don't you have its exact native ranges yeah eastern texas but it sim- looks similar to, like, a desert southwest plant. It, it does. Yeah. And um, it looks like something that doesn't belong here. Yeah, it looks like something that doesn't belong here. But it's really, really cool. I've planted some in my garden, given it away for later. And uh, and it's I just saw the other day it's coming up in droves, really? which is really exciting. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great plant. All right. You want to do lightning round? No. You going to give us five today? Yes. <laughs> you question me. <laughs> True or false, one solution to prevent taller plants from falling over is to plant them in mass. True or false, as a monocotyledonous plant, it has parallel vines. Could you say that again? Monocotyledonous plant. Okay. I think I said it right. Monocotyledes? But being... An adjective of that. All right. True or false, the root system is an adaptation that allows for the plant to handle heavy moisture in the soil. Okay. True or false, self-pollination is a concern in many populations of rattlesnake master. And then true or false, the plant will get very floppy if grown in very fertile conditions. Okay. Well, I think I got the first one and the last one right. In between? (laughs) I don't know. All right. Go ahead. First up is true. Massing plants in naturalized areas where they can provide some support to each other uh, may help prevent them from falling over. Then it, the next one is false. Um, so monocytoline, false, okay. It's false. False, yeah. <laughs> false. It is one of few dicotyledonous plants that has parallel vines. Veins. Oh, my gosh, veins. And that was, yeah. which one was that? I mean, when two? you started saying number vines, two. I'm like, okay. there's no way right. this is right. Vines? Well, yeah, <laughs> veins makes a little more veins. sense. Did I say vines? You when said I yes. vines. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's why that'll I got be a that freebie one for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I meant veins. Um, the next one was false. The root system actually is adapted to allow for water storage during summer droughts, which is a frequent occurrence in open prairies. Then we have false. Uh, Self pollination is not a major concern because the pollen is shed before the sig- 
stigmas become receptive, reducing the chances of self-pollination. Tom, where you at? I have four or five. The Do middle, you really? The middle, <laughs> I, did, I like I said, it was a toss-up. I, wow. I tossed right. it the right way. I only have two, so. The last one is true. The plant will get floppy if grown in very fertile conditions. Did you Nailed go five it. for five? Five for five. Wow. Yeah. I went three for five. So that's a little better than yeah. last. All right. You got to give yourself. I see you already gave me my, my guess yep. for, for today and yours. Did you give yourself a guess? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I sure did. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I thought you had more than that for some reason. Okay. Just well, rub it in. All right. What happened yeah. with – you may be a little confused because what happened is I went across with the marker across some of the black lines is now it's like a streak with black. Okay. So, so that's why you see some black in the green. Um, <laughs> so yeah. recap on this uh, third or Thursday, Wednesday episode. For guesses, Christiane is in the lead with 14. I am right behind her with 12. Tom has seven. And then for the guesses, Tom is up 17 to 12. I was starting to make some ground on Tom, and he just pulled had, back away. I had one week. bad week, yeah. and then I was like – I had a bad week where I think you won every one, yeah. and then I've rebounded since then. Yeah, I haven't won one this week. I haven't even gotten more yeah. than three right this <laughs> week. Uh, Christiane, putting it in your yard. No, I don't like the look. Uh, it calls back memories of being a child and running my fingers along that – Leaf blade and slicing my hand open. So, no. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Hey, yeah. I, I think it's a great plant. Um, and Tom has it in his it's yard. One, yeah, it, it is one of those plants where if you are in like a super like regional native plant purist, don't and make sure it's native to your region first. Yeah. If you're in New Jersey and you're that kind of person, this is not one. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's a cool plant. It's like it adds just a completely different texture, and it it can often look out of place. Like you have your purple coneflower and your minardas and all this stuff. And then you're like, what is that? <laughs> and it, yeah, it, some people might not like that, but I do. So. I I would put it in my yard. I don't know that I'm going to put it in my yard. It doesn't really fit with mm-hmm. any of the gardens that I have, but I'm not opposed to it. It yeah. may end up there at it's some point. It's very architectural looking. Yes. Like it's very straight lines and like a lot of angles. Yeah, and I don't know that – I can't imagine where I'd even put it, mm-hmm. but – I'm not going to say no because yeah. it maybe maybe one day it will show up. So, but it's a great plant. Uh, we're going to finish out strong tomorrow uh, with the last episode of the week. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.